0: I'm Tatum.
1: And I'm Corey. and welcome to the Runners of Fort Collins.
0: This is your connection to all the people and places that make Fort Collins a great place to both live and run.
1: Every episode, we'll be sharing a PB&J with a local runner and getting the scoop on all things running in our community. All right, so we have a really exciting interview for you guys today. We're going to be interviewing a local and accomplished runner, Sophie Anders. Sophie has been living in Fort Collins for the past seven years. Um, She's competed in local ultras like Quad Rock and Never Summer. She's part of the Front Range Elite running team, and she recently set an exciting PR in the Austin Half Marathon. So stay tuned for an exciting interview with Sophie Anders.
0: Uh, Welcome to the show, Sophie. (laughs) Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So we want to start out our podcast with asking a very important question. Um, we want to know what is your favorite or your go-to peanut butter and jelly recipe?
2: Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go right out and say up front that I do not like jelly. <laughs> so I'd say just PB and that's it. Very nice. Just peanut um, butter? But peanut butter, I would go with like peanut butter and honey. Okay. That's mm-hmm. a great combination.
1: Yeah. The peanut butter on its own might get a little dry. Yeah, the honey just adds a little extra pizzazz. Yeah. I don't even know oh, that's a yeah. word, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it counts. Some pizzazz.
1: All right, let's break out those PB&Js. Well, For- PB&Hs. pb and H. I like
0: that. PB&H. For those listening, we have three peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Um, we decided to go with crunchy peanut butter.
1: And gluten-free bread, because Sophie is gluten-free. Ooh. <laughs> I try to be.
0: <laughs> Perks are getting older.
1: <laughs> what is it What is it like um, being gluten-free? Um... Well,
2: I'm lucky in that I don't have, like, an autoimmune disorder or anything like celiacs. Um, It's just kind of one of those things where, as a runner, you probably get it. You're always, like, tinkering with your diet to see what makes you feel best and... Um, as I've gotten older, i kind of realized like, oh, there's probably some things I shouldn't be eating. They're not making me feel very good physically. Um, even though I'm like lover of all things food. <laughs> um, so I, I actually recently cut it out and when I cut it out, I say like 99%, um, got to have a sip of that beer every now and then, you know, but I was going to um... ask, what's your, what's your main
1: cheat? Is it beer? Um, Ooh. Okay.
2: I'd say beer, but also I'm really obsessed with these. Um, have y'all heard the uh, brand honey stinger? Yes. Um, the nutrition brand. yeah they have these waffle or not waffle um these cracker bars mm-hmm. and they're like chocolate and cracker and peanut butter or almond butter and they're just like yeah. amazing and where i work right now they sell them so i just buy them every time and i'm like oh it's worth suffering <laughs> so, i don't know it's kind of like that and then dairy too you're like oh is it mm-hmm. worth suffering and sometimes it just is but all in all though i like um i probably eat like 95 percent gluten-free and it helps the time so
0: that's awesome i feel like it's good to recognize what helps and hurt you but also not completely restrict your diet um yeah, so it's sure. good to have that balance. Oh, yeah. So speaking of ice runners are very, I feel like we're very meticulous people and we like to follow very, like lots of us have routines. Do you have any other pre-run or post-run routines that you like to follow?
2: Um, <laughs> pre-run, um, it's funny, my, my teammates and my husband, they kind of like, I don't want to say they roll their eyes at me, but they make fun of me because I'm like one of those people where I just roll out of bed and go. <laughs> um, I love to have coffee pre-run if I have time, mm-hmm. but if I'm on a time crunch or I'm like running late but determined to make it to the group run, I just show up. Um, and I look like absolutely haggard (laughs) but you know um, yeah with that said though not really a set pre-run routine I probably should do a better job with that Um, I do try and do some like pre-run activation if I'm like deep into training and things kind of randomly start aching Um, the you know haven't been running like over half my life the great thing about it is you learn like what works for you and how like you get injured enough to where you learn how to prevent it (laughs) which is really nice so um, I usually do um, it's called a lunge matrix so it's just various types of lunges um sometimes it can make me sore if I don't do it enough <laughs> um and then maybe some like band work or
0: something too but
2: all in all though just out the door try and eat before too but
0: awesome yeah I know Corey at least was notorious for that especially in college but still nowadays just waking up like five minutes before we had to leave and being ready for the run
2: oh you're like one or the other yeah. like you're either <laughs> one of my teammates Anne-Marie she's like up three hours before I can only just <laughs> imagine her she's in a roller eyes at me because I always like make fun of her for random things but <laughs> she's <laughs> awesome but she'll yeah. like I'm sure she's, like, got the Theragun out, and she's, like, I don't know, has, like, a full-fledged breakfast and everything like that, and I'm just, like, the total opposite, so it's funny.
1: Yeah, I think I had it down in undergrad to where I needed to wake up seven minutes before I left the house. That's pretty impressive. Just get out of bed, put on running clothes, grab my backpack. Leave. (laughs) That's what you had to do when you had 6 a.m. practices in college. Oh, yeah.
0: Speaking of college, we know you ran at Texas A&M, and... I'm just curious what your journey was like, kind of that post-college running, of course, if you're comfortable sharing.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I ran at AM and um, 2010 through 2014. So um, I ran like track and cross country all through high school. Um, I, I'm from Texas. And so um, I was kind of like a, I was a pretty good runner in high school. I wasn't winning like state championships or going to the walker finals or anything like that, but I could make, made it to the state track meet a couple of times, um, that sort of <coughs> thing. But yeah, I had the opportunity to run at A&M and yeah, it It was like a pretty good experience. Um, The first year, um, I didn't really jive super well with the coach. Um, I feel like a lot of people didn't. Um, It just wasn't really a good fit, I was realizing. And I feel like after that first year, I was like almost on the verge of just like throwing in the towel and quitting. And then um, that coach ended up leaving and we got a new coach and um, he ended up just being amazing. Um, And what I liked a lot about him was he um, kind of thought a little more, he was a little more like process oriented, thinking long term, which I feel like not a lot of um, D1 running coaches um, mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um so there is definitely that pressure though. Um just being at such a big school in the SEC. Um, you know, you kinda had to be on at all times, like whether it was cross indoor or outdoor, um, which is the reality that a lot of um, division one or division one um, or two or three runners face. It's, you know, gotta score points for your team at conference, that sort of thing, like no matter how healthy you are, um, which can be detrimental in the long run. So there's just a lot of pressure. So yeah, by the end of that you know i actually i didn't finish my track season like my final season of eligibility i ended up just quitting and i didn't run for like well i take that back i ran but not training seriously um i was kind of in a bit of a mental funk um i feel like i was kind of like a lost puppy when it came to running and um i think taking time away at the time it was like really difficult because it had kind of been um intertwined with my identity but stepping away and kind of like pursuing different interests and hobbies was like really good for me and then um Ironically, I ended up like finding it again by accident, so um, I picked it up again when I was like, oh, I don't know, 24, so it, I mean, I really wasn't away from it for that long, but I didn't start training seriously until probably like 26.
1: Um, when you were running in college, did you imagine yourself running like this later in your life? Um, I don't
2: really know. That's a really good question, actually. Um, I'm trying to imagine my 20-year-old self, um, you know, when I look back on like how um, like, I feel like I ran pretty well in college. Um, a lot of people can't say that they like beat their high school times and I like destroyed my high school times. So that was an awesome feeling. But um, yeah, when I look back, I'm just like, wow, like, what a what a BA, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're that, like, you're so amazing. And but, you know, sadly, when I was 20, like, all I could do was just like, kind of um, beat myself up. Like, I just mm-hmm. never felt like I was good enough to make it to that next level. And it was just like, never enough, um, which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess, I never really I was never really thinking long term like that, Um, but I'm super glad I found it again. And I'm where I am today.
1: Do you think that your 20 year old self would think that you're a B.A. now?
2: I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, I think it's 20 is such a weird age. Um, I feel like, you know, you're not a kid anymore. You're an adult, but you definitely feel like a kid. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you're still in college and I don't know, again, lost puppy. Um, (laughs) So,
1: yeah, I would think so. I feel like I've changed a lot. That's awesome. Tatum and I talk a lot about um, the difference between running and undergrad, and um, running now for us. We're not that far out of undergrad, but also the people we see around us and in the Fort Collins community who have been running for a really long time, um, and how a lot of times it felt like in the competitive competitive college environment, you don't get that kind of long term perspective. Like you don't see yourself running competitively and continuing to push your body and compete well. You know, when you're 30, um, but like you said, when you're 20, you know you're still kind of growing up, and I think there's kind of a lot of strengths that someone can bring to their running when they're 30 of just maturity and understanding the sport better and understanding the body like you said you understand how to prevent injuries for yourself um so I think it's a shame that people you know don't allow themselves to continue growing and competing and running as they get older um like I think that college narrative maybe should change that you're going to be fast and athletic when you're 20 and then you're just going to your body's going to break down after that Mm -hmm. um What do you think, like, the main differences are between your running now and how it was then?
2: Yeah, I'd say the biggest difference I have, like, from a mental perspective is um, now, um, I think, just going through so many, like, ebbs and flows in life and running, um, 20s, you just do a lot of growing, a lot of growing pains. But um, I think now just giving myself the freedom to fail, um, that's, like, something I just would never allow myself to do when I was younger. And I know a lot of younger people, um, well, really, everyone struggles with it from time to time. And I'm, like, definitely not perfect at it now. But um like in terms of running just like going out shooting your shot and just being like hey you know I'm gonna like go for it and it's gonna be awesome and if I fall on my face like it's totally okay um so kind of just not being so one-dimensional like I was in college and like putting all my eggs into one race and getting like just so worked up about hitting a certain time or like placing a certain place in one race but kind of just thinking long term and it's like you know this race is just one small piece of the pie and I may as well just have fun doing it you know
0: yeah I really like that I know For me personally, I feel like my best races were when I was unafraid to fail and almost like the pressure to perform at my highest was gone. Like when there was no pressure, I felt more okay for just going with it or for going for it. Um, When I felt like there wasn't a lot to lose, you could just give it your all. And if you failed, you failed. But usually for me, if I gave it my all and succeeded, it was like a huge success. So it's cool to see what you can do when that pressure is off and when you're actually really enjoying the race rather than stressed out of your mind about the race. Mm -hmm.
1: Speaking of failing and falling, um, (laughs) we heard you had a pretty bad fall last season. Do you want to tell us what happened there? which one
2: (laughs) i fall all the time it's it's like an ongoing joke um no so i um i guess this was i don't know um really i mean it was 2019 i just had like a really aside from getting married which is like super (laughs) awesome i had like a really unlucky year for running um i had um you know I just uh, gotten with a coach for the first time since college, like, okay, I'm going to take running like seriously again. And I kind of needed that structure, um, just kind of see how to do. And it was really good for me, but, um, I got a little calf injury and had to pull out of my marathon. I was going to run, um, or I was going to try and aim for a big PR. Um, and then (laughs) right when I was coming back from that, I was running, um, a local trail in town called Maxwell and I just, I was running uphill too, which is funny. And I just tripped on a rock and hit my knee square on a rock and I couldn't run for three months. And it was kind of one of those, that was my first like big injury I'd had where I could not run for like a really long period of time. And it was mentally extremely difficult. And I just remember, um, you know, I, I did age group swimming when I was a kid. So I just kind of poured my heart into swimming. Cause that's all I could do. I couldn't even bike. And um, so I kind of had that goal aspect of swimming that was nice, but there was definitely a void. And it definitely, um, it, it kind of made me realize like, you know, you, you're still struggling with um, this identity thing with running and it like, it can't be your life. Um, like, you know, injuries are hard for all runners, but like you need to have more balance in this because you're like, this isn't okay how you're handling it. So, mm-hmm. and then, um, later that, uh, fall, I, I was actually on a mountain bike and I fell at Lori and it was just like the most pathetic slow motion fall, but I made it dramatic. And then, but yeah, I dusted myself off and then I was like, looked down and I was staring straight at my patella. So, oh my oh gosh. sorry, I know you're eating sandwiches, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty dope. I had to get, <laughs> um, I almost said life lighted No, um, I had to get like lifted out by PFA. Um, and then I had like, I think 16 stitches in my knee. So that was just a weird time. Um, oh, and then most recently, last summer, um, I had... Again, it's always the local trails in town that are like not technical. I always joke, like, you know, I will go do these mountainous runs, like run at 12,000 feet and be A-OK, okay, and then I trip it rolling more and get a concussion. <laughs> so that, that was a really tough one because I couldn't do anything. Um, and then, yeah, I, I did try to... Um, I feel like I rushed back a little too quickly and tried to do um, Never Summer 60K, and I had to drop out of it because it just... I mean, body just was not working correctly, and I, mm-hmm. I do think it was kind of just a result of my concussion. I just wasn't quite recovered from it, but I feel like all the like weird freak injuries I've had, I've been relatively lucky. Um, and these have all just been like weird accidents, but, um, every time I kind of just, I react to them a little bit better. So not that I want to get injured again, but it's like, I know if I get injured again, like I just from a mental standpoint, like, I just feel like I'm going to handle it so much better.
1: That's awesome. Um, what kind of, I know you talked about it a little bit, like with swimming when you were injured from running. Um, but yeah. What kinds of things help build that mental resilience and working through injuries and being able to come back and, you know, keep a healthy mental state through it all? Yeah, I think a couple of
2: things. Um, You know, I think kind of pouring that energy into something else that's not running related is really healthy. Um, And everyone kind of processes injury differently. You know, there's been girls on our team periodically who've gotten injured and it's like, I always default to giving them space. Um, I don't force them to like go to training, like run with me on your bike. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, sometimes they just need to step away from the sport. Like that's mentally what's best for them and mm-hmm. pursue other things. Like, climbing or swimming or just hobbies like playing guitar Mm -hmm. um things like that and then kind of just that um, process mindset i have for running i just apply even more to those hobbies Mm -hmm. um i find that that's super helpful
0: that's cool i think it's important to recognize that like running is not the only thing you can do and like you said you can apply that mentality to things like playing guitar it's i feel like very similar where you have to practice nonstop and that's how you get better um so it's cool to kind of pour that energy what makes you a successful and good runner can also make you successful in other things
1: yeah and I
2: think also too looking at an injury like it doesn't have to be this negative thing um you know a lot of times <laughs> I don't want to say injuries are fate but like sometimes when you have to take time off like sometimes that's like all your body needs um I've had to take like little bouts of time off before for just like little tweaks um and at the time I'm like oh my gosh like I'm derailing all my progress you know and then. I come back to running and I'm feeling fit as ever. And sometimes your body actually responds even better. It like overcompensates for that break. Um, so it's really cool to see. And it just reiterates um, that rest is like key for growth. So
1: that's awesome. I think it ties back to being able to run an environment where there's not that high pressure to perform all the time. And you can actually listen to those cues from your body and take the time to rest and know that you, you can always come back to running. Um, it seems like the kind of environment that you can stay in and keep running in for your whole life. Um, so another question we like to ask our interviewees is what is your favorite local trail? I didn't think about that. Um, you put me on the spot.
0: <laughs> you know, favorite could be like four as well. No need to choose just one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> ooh, okay. Um, I mean, I'll always default to um, Horsetooth Mountain Open Space. Um, all the trails out there are just amazing. Um, if I had to pick a favorite trail, um, some people might shun me, but I'd say Mill Creek. <laughs> um, it's, it's a pretty difficult trail, um, especially in the wintertime. Um, it's just, it sees no sun and it's just always frozen. <laughs> I don't know if y'all checked out there the other day, but um, yeah. So I, I kind of avoid it in the winter, honestly, but um, in the summer, it's, it's an amazing trail. It's, it's very, um, it's out in Horsetooth, which does get a lot of foot traffic. But um, when you're out there, it's just, it's such a technical steep trail. Um, really, mm-hmm. it's just trail runners and mountain bikers, I find. Um, but you're, you're yeah. kind of just alone out
0: there and it's really awesome. Nice. that's kind of hard to find at the trails out here mm-hmm. everyone's a trail runner which is awesome but also it's so nice when you get that solitude yeah speaking of um just local fort collins trails do you have any upcoming races for this season or future seasons
2: yeah i my next race is the horse tooth half um nice. so right here in fort collins um if you're in fort collins you probably know what that is <laughs> even <laughs> if you don't run um so i've done that a couple of times and it's a really fun race kind of brutal though <laughs> um and then after that i'm kind of up in the air um, i'm on the waitlist for Quadrock. Um maybe they'll let me in. I don't know. <laughs> let, her <in. laughs> let her in. Let her in. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, but uh either that or um I have there's another race I'm looking at that same day. Um Ooh. and then um out at, it's called Collegiate Peaks Trail Run, so out in buena Vista. Um but it's actually those races are the day after my 30th birthday. Mm. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> how do I make this fun and weird? <laughs> so um I was in a Quadrox twenty-five, Collegiate Peaks is twenty-five, I was like, okay. I need to make it 30 for the day. Yeah, <laughs> so, just add on five miles. At yeah, the end of the race. so I, I'm putting it out in public now. <laughs> so <laughs> so now I have to do it. Yeah, when I yeah when I finish the race, I'm gonna be like, oh, I guess I'm, <laughs> guess I'm doing this now. Um, so yeah, that and then I don't really know. I'm I mean, I definitely um I'm definitely more of a trail runner in the summertime. Um, just love to take advantage of the trails, especially up high in the mountains. So, no races really set in stone. I'd love to do some like, um, short distance like mountain races. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but you basically just run up a ski slope <laughs> 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 as fast as you can um and uh, but then i'm also looking at doing um grandma's half marathon in june in minnesota um just to see what i can run for a half like on a fast course so um yeah i don't know up in the air but then end of the year i'm definitely gonna be doing um cim um in california
0: oh cool i know we talked about this um when we spoke earlier but <laughs> do you have any big goals for that for the marathon.
2: Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go for it and try and run the trials qualifier. <laughs> um, it's like sounds insane in my head. But, um, you know, I feel like my training's been going super well lately. And um, the half I ran a couple weeks ago, it was on a pretty hilly course. And I definitely ran kind of stupid, but it worked out. And um, but it was like a huge confidence booster. I was like, Oh, wow, like, I didn't know I could run that. And so um, yeah, definitely. I mean, the idea of having to like basically turn around and do that half again is a little intimidating. But I don't know, I, I just feel like, Um, the body is super resilient when it comes to training and Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm excited to just like put in, um, a few more training cycles between now and CIM and just kind of
1: see what my body can do. Um, and then if I don't hit it, it's like, I'll probably run a big PR anyway. So yeah. yeah. When you're looking for those fast times in road races, like qualifying, um, for the Olympic trials, um, what role do you think trail running plays in that? Ooh, that's a good question. Um,
2: I guess, I mean, in terms of training, um, I really love trail running because, Um, it's much less repetitive, um, you know, from like a muscular standpoint, it's, um, I feel like it keeps me like more injury free Mm -hmm. aside from like hitting my knee on rocks and stuff like that. But, um, it's, I don't know. It just kind of gives me like, it allows me to like truly disconnect like one to two days a week. Um, and the trails here, they're pretty difficult. Um, so it's like a great aerobic stimulus too. Mm -hmm. You know, you're working hard and, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, I want to go do my long run on the trails. Like just doing like a moderate climb. I'm getting in some like threshold effort right there. And it Mm -hmm. just the trails can make you like scary fit, <laughs> um, so. But with that said too, it's also you know when you're trying to run fast on the road too, you definitely have to like maintain that flat ground speed as well. So mm-hmm. it's like a delicate balance. But um, my rule of thumb is like getting out there one or two days a week will just do nothing but help me. Um, and then from like a mental standpoint, um, I think trail running has kind of allowed me to just like let paces go a little bit more, like run off effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little too fixated with my watch before I turned to trails a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and. Running on trails, like it, I don't know, I'm like so much better at running effort base. Like when I ran Austin a couple weeks ago, I, I mean, my watch would ping every mile, but other than that, I just like was not looking at my watch. I was just kind of like, yep, this feels right. I think
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was like two miles in. I was like, mm, I don't know if I can hold this, but hmm. that's so exciting. I feel like um, it's so true what you said about not looking at your watch um, and then racing that really fast half marathon. Um, sometimes your watch holds you back. You see those times and you get scared and think, oh, I can't run this. Versus if you can just feel your body, you can kind of let yourself grow and run faster and not be intimidated. Um, in between training cycles, I sometimes would run without a watch for like a week or two, um, with that end in mind. And I do think trail running does really similar things because you can't hold yourself to a pace on a trail. Like <laughs> if there's a huge elevation gain, you're just, you're going to run what you can run. And
0: yeah, I think it, one of my favorite things to do, um, cause I'm certainly still trying to get those trail legs is I love to walk on trail runs and turn it into like a run slash hike. I think that's really fun. And it really, yeah, I think it, me a few years ago would have been so stressed always stopping to walk on my runs but I really like just being able to slow down and recognize I'm still working hard I'm still breathing hard my heart rate's still up I just get to I don't know explore it a little more
2: oh yeah and my I remember my first trail run I did out here like it was several years ago and I remember just like practically throwing a fit because I was like I can't run this like what's wrong with me (laughs) and it's like no like you can walk it's a rite of passage Mm -hmm. and then once I realized that I'm like oh I can walk (laughs) this is too steep I'm gonna walk so I mean yeah trail running it's like I don't know. I feel like I'm just messing around out there every weekend, but it's fun. You're just, you know, playing in the woods and eating candy. Yeah. What more could you ask for?
1: (laughs) Binging on the Stinger Waffles. Oh, yeah. Or the Cracker Bars. Mm -hmm. So another question we have is, um, how connected do you feel to the Fort Collins running community? Um, And how do you stay connected or find people to run with?
2: Ooh, yeah, the Fort Collins running community is, it's amazing. There's... um, so many different groups you can run with like every single day so like if you're looking for social runs there's one literally every day like morning and night which is awesome um yeah i'd say like starting out running here i'm definitely a bit more of an introvert and i like prefer running by myself mm-hmm. um but you know after a few years i kind of was like i miss running with a team <laughs> and um you know i i go out for like social runs every now and then but um you know it's still as like um, welcoming as all the social runs are for someone who's like really shy or they or if you're just like nervous about meeting new people or like you know a lot of people have fears like what if i can't keep up on this group run um like going to the social runs can be really scary mm. um but They, they really do an amazing job though. Um, especially, um, I mean, I'd say my favorite social runs are probably the the trail runs. They go Tuesday and Thursday. Um, I'm more of a morning runner, so I don't go to them too often. It's more of like a, Oh no, I overslept. I guess I'm going to go to this run, (laughs) but, um, yeah, just super casual, like awesome people. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, staying connected, I, um, you know, I, I never really ran with a whole lot of people, um, until a couple years ago, you know, I saw, um, actually like, um, you know, a few of the girls now on my team, they started front range elite and like, I wasn't on the team or anything yet, but I saw it and I was like, wow, like this is really cool. And I'm like, like, maybe I can do this. So, um, I just, I remember being like super nervous, which I look back and I just laugh because they're like just the most chill group of women ever. But I messaged um, one of the girls in the group and was like, Hey, like, what is this? Like, can I do it? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I ended up meeting with them and like, they've just been like amazing, like my rocks ever since. Um, cause I've had like a bunch of definitely ebbs and flows of training the last couple of years and they've just been like amazing to run with and just, um, kind of help me feel connected like when I am injured or going through a tough time or something.
1: Cool. I was wondering how would you describe like the vibe of running with Front Range Elite? Like who are the people you're running with? Yeah
2: I mean when we're running um, I don't know I feel like we're just a bunch of clowns. <laughs> it gives me like big like college running vibes like you know when you're close with your team and it's like we're all grown adults and we're just like being fools out on the <laughs> bike path or trail. Um, but it's, I mean, it's amazing. Like, I feel like everyone has, like, a slightly different personality. It just, like, fits the puzzle, and um, we all kind of have this, like, long-term vision of, like, what we want the team to grow into, and, um, you know, we, the, the team has started, like, during a pandemic year, which was really challenging, but we've made, like, so much progress um, in the almost two years since we've started, and i um, yeah, super
0: excited to see what the next few years bring. That's awesome, and I know just hearing about teams like that is so encouraging for me, because it kind of goes along with our, I guess, lots of what we've been talking about, how you know there's a lot of opportunity to get faster and still enjoy running as you get older um and i think it's really cool that you're able to find such a group of like motivated women who want these like long-term goals um i think that's really inspiring to hear.
2: yeah and yeah i love running with them and then also just i mean i feel like throughout the running i just i know so many other people in the running community too like lots of trail runners um we don't have a whole lot of trail runners on our team but um there's a few of us but um yeah going to like um, there's, like, a lot of training runs for quad rock. Um, again, there's, like, trail social runs. Like, I feel like I've gotten to, like, immerse myself in the trail running community, which has been really awesome.
1: Um, what is your favorite distance to run? Like, race or just, like? Race, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I really like kind of the, I'd say, 10K to half marathon distance. It's really fun. I mean, it feels, like, really fast, but not, like, out of control fast. Mm-hmm. Like, a 5K now feels to me. Mm-hmm. I, like time trial to the time trial a mile during the pan during like the start of COVID in 2020. And because I thought it'd be funny <laughs> and it was like, I did it and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> it was like irresponsible. Like I think I was making just like involuntary noises the last <laughs> 200. <laughs>
1: yeah. 10K and a half. I'm not Fun. being weird. <laughs> um, What's one of your favorite local races? Ooh. Um,
2: I'd probably have to say horse tooth half um it's like yeah um I, I love all the trail races here too like i love quad rock as well well it's like love hate <laughs> <And> i sign <laughs> up and then i'm like why did i do that i guess i'm kind of like that with horses we have to but um it's super great because i feel like they just do like the um race directors and organizers do a phenomenal job with like hosting um like training runs every week um you know in the two to three months leading up to it like um, coinciding with the um, running club and um yeah they i mean it's just our runners, they, they just put on, like, really amazing races. And um, tooth Half, like, for it being a point-to-point course, like, their logistics are top-notch. They have amazing volunteers. The food at the ends great. The beer is great, even though I just have a sip of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's, like, it's, it's a really hard course, but it's, it's like, type 2 fun, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so will we see you, like, booking it up the hills at the beginning of Horsetooth Half?
2: Um, I mean, hopefully not, like, booking it. I'll feel like I'm booking it, but <laughs> I'm not going to be, like, in the lead or anything. I hopefully run, like, a little more, like, not like an idiot... Mm -hmm. the first two miles but i don't have like a great track record of that so we'll see
0: (laughs) at least with this race it's downhill for a little bit towards the end so eh, you know time to recover hopefully that's what i'm hoping at least
2: yeah um you could see it that way or usually that's when i realize like the extent of the damage i've done to Mm -hmm. my quads (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's definitely a relief getting back on the Peter trail you're like oh i'm almost done
1: sort of (laughs) Yeah, Tatum and I are running that race for the first time this year, and we've been talking about just sprinting it to try and get that King of the Hill. Oh yeah, award! You gotta go do that. Sacrifice. I'll be like cheering you guys on. (laughs) I'll hold everyone back. Like just, just go, like just let them have it. Yeah, that would be a fat DNF, I think. (laughs) But at least you get the award. Just like walking in. (laughs) Um, What are you consuming immediately post race, either eating or drinking?
2: Um, Ooh, I am Team Mini Coke. you're either mini spider or mini coke and we buy these miniature cokes i think they're like they're so cute they're like eight ounces or something they're probably for like small children which probably isn't good um but yeah it's yeah usually after like a hard training run or just after a race like i always feel like slightly terrible and i need that like hit of sugar um and that's just like always super refreshing and then i don't know it kind of just depends on what i can stomach um i mean really though like sometimes i feel fine other times i feel nauseous like i just took it too far um after Austin, I had
0: a latte, which I don't think I'd recommend, but, but like on basically an empty stomach, but um, it was good though. <laughs> I've never tried the post-run uh, mini coke, but that sounds like something,
1: oh, yeah. something worth trying. Yeah, we keep our fridge soft with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe one last uh, question to wrap up. Um, why do you run? Oh, that's such a
2: loaded question. <laughs> um, a hard one for the end.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I run
2: now like I feel like when I was younger I didn't always run for the right reasons and it was never just like out of love for myself and now I feel like it really is and it's something I just like feel genuinely like jazzed to do every day when I wake up um so I mean yeah straightforward it's just like a huge passion of mine and um I feel like I just have a super healthy relationship with it and I just I love seeing kind of um you know what I can do with it and how to you know make the most of it and like be my just see how fast I can get really but also just like enjoying it along the way
1: regardless that's awesome well it's been great talking with you thank you so much for coming on our show and blessing us with all of your running knowledge <laughs> thank you guys for having me this is really cool and fancy all these <laughs> mics and stuff out of my element here thank you kcsu <laughs> i always feel um i feel inspired talking to people who are you know doing what you're doing so thank you again um i'll say i'll see you guys at the start line for horse tooth half
2: right? yeah <laughs> so there we got
0: Catch you
1: on horse tooth yes
0: we got probably what five weeks Uh, not a ton of time (laughs) five weeks is (laughs) fine yeah well we'll see you there
1: thank you to KCSU for supporting this podcast thanks to the FOCO running community for being awesome and to all of you our listeners
0: the music to this podcast was composed by Martin Tong and accessed through Universal Production Music
1: you can check out our podcast on the KCSU website the KCSU app and Spotify
0: Happy trails, until next time.